Chapter Fifteen of Carpenter's Geographical Reader, Africa, by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Ancient Egypt, the Pyramids and the Sphinx. Today we are to learn something of the people who lived in the Nile Valley many thousand years ago. We shall, in our imagination, go back almost to the beginning of history and travel in the footsteps of the kings and people of that time we shall see the pyramids the sphinx and other monuments and later in the museum at cairo the statues of the monarchs who made them and even the very kings themselves for their bodies are preserved to this day the pyramids have for ages been considered among the wonders of the world they are enormous monuments of stone built as tombs by the egyptian rulers four or five thousand years ago the remains of fifty or sixty pyramids have been found in different parts of the nile valley and the three largest and best preserved are here in the desert about eight miles from cairo one of these the great pyramid was constructed by cheops who was king of egypt more than three thousand years before christ was born in going to the pyramids we crossed the nile over a magnificent iron bridge guarded by bronze lions and ride upon an electric railway through a long avenue of acacia trees the branches of which intertwine overhead forming an arbor reaching clear to the desert the road is above the fields and the green stretches away to the north and south as far as our eyes can reach while in front is the end of the arbor a patch of light as big around as a drumhead that patch is the desert shortly after leaving cairo we see the pyramids through the trees they seem small at first but they grow rapidly as we come nearer looking like three huge piles of stones standing out against the blue sky it is not until we leave the cars and walk over the sand to them that we can appreciate their immensity now we are in front of the great pyramid as we look up it seems as though the whole sky were walled with stone the top towers high over us almost kissing the white clouds which today are floating in the clear blue of the egyptian heavens the great pyramid was once four hundred and eighty-two feet high and although a vast deal of it has been carted away to make buildings for cairo it is still about four hundred and fifty feet high its base covers nearly thirteen acres and its top is a platform so large that a good-sized house could be built upon it it is an almost solid mass of stone made of great blocks which are piled up in the shape of steps growing smaller in size as they rise herodotus the greek historian tells us that this monument was built by forced labor and that it took one hundred thousand men twenty years to construct it while ten years were required to make the road to transport the stones the most of which came from the arabian mountains and were ferried across the nile when cheops died he was buried with his queen inside the pyramid separate rooms having been made for the queen and himself we climb to the top each assisted by three arabs who pull and push us from one great stone ledge to another there are about one hundred and fifty layers of stone each on the average about as high as a dining table so that if our friends at home will go to their dining rooms and climb upon the table one hundred and fifty times they will appreciate something of the work we do in climbing this pyramid they will not be helped however by the black-skinned arabs 
who almost jerk our arms from the sockets as they drag us from one ledge to another we also go inside and with flashlights take photographs of the rooms in which the bodies of the king and queen were laid each is as big as the ordinary schoolroom and the coffins made of great blocks of granite are of just about the right size to contain the body of a man we are tired when we get down to the desert and are glad to hire camels to ride across the sands to the sphinx another mighty monument erected by the kings of those days no one knows just how old the sphinx is nor why it was made it is an enormous figure with the crouching body of a lion and the head of a man cut out of a solid block of rock the figure is as high as a five-story house and so large that it would about cover the ordinary city lot its body is one hundred and forty feet long and its forelegs measure fifty feet the head of the sphinx is so large that it would fill an ordinary schoolroom a man standing on the tip of its ear could not reach to the crown of the head the ears are each four feet long and the nose measures more than five and one-half feet while its mouth is so big that if it were open an ox or a camel could be put inside it the face of the sphinx is now somewhat mutilated for it has been shot at by the arab soldiers and has been worn away by the sands of the desert which have been blowing upon it for five or six thousand years as we climb upon the great body we wish we could whisper in its ear and ask it to tell us the riddle of its existence and something about the strange people who chiseled it out of the rock all about the sphinx and throughout the desert near cairo are the remains of ancient monuments great chambers have been found under the sand in which mummies jewelry and other things were stored other chambers and pyramids exist farther up the nile on the site of memphis which was the capital of those ancient kings but which has now passed away there are other wonderful ruins at thebes and karnak in upper egypt including the remains of temples and avenues lined with sphinxes and there are also huge statues and other ruins which show us that the ancient egyptians were a civilized people going back to cairo we drive out to see the obelisk on the site of heliopolis the old city of the sun this place was noted for its learning thousands of years ago and it is supposed that the obelisk was here long before jacob came down into egypt it stood on one side of the entrance to the temple of the sun at the end of an avenue of sphinxes we look in vain however for the remains of the palaces temples and schools the obelisk is surrounded by green fields and two blindfolded buffaloes are moving a water wheel at one side of it while beyond are the yellow sands of the desert with the pyramids rising above them in the museum at cairo we see scores of mummies which have been found in the tombs these mummies are the real bodies of the ancient kings so treated with ointments that they have not crumbled to dust the limbs are wrapped around with many cloths and some faces are so lifelike that it seems as though they might talk we look at a princess who may have been the one who found little moses in the bulrushes and linger long before rameses the mummy of an egyptian ruler whose body has been preserved in other rooms we examine articles taken from the tombs there are gold bracelets and rings like coiled snakes similar to the jewelry of today there are fish hooks like the ones we use now trinkets for the toilet writing materials and other things which show us that the egyptians of four thousand years ago 
were not far different from us. End of chapter 15